0: All right. So we'll, we'll set this up the same way we did. The last one's the fun thing about this one is the fact that we're going to have, I, I feel like we're having more to talk about. Cause I mean, Kelsey, have y'all, did you get to go with us down to Hartwell? Did you go with the club on the out of towns? We went
1: to one on Hartwell. So, I mean, okay. So you got yeah. to
0: go, go to one with us and then Snyder, have you been to one or been to two? Just one, just one. So, We'll have a little bit more to to add into this one because we'll actually have actually seen this place and been there on the water. But, guys, we'll go ahead and get this, this podcast started. This is our podcast for TNCBA Fantasy Fishing for uh, the Bassmaster Classic. It is Classic Week. Um, guys, I don't know about you all, but it would, like, really, really throw me off having practice the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, before the Friday, Saturday, Sunday that you fish, having that yeah. much time in between. That really mess with my head. How about how about you,
2: Snyder? I agree because the weather and everything's changing every day.
0: And I guess here's some. I mean, Kelsey, you all you all do a really good job of just going fishing when you get out there. I'm a little bit more of a head case on like I like to have a game plan, and I can see that playing into some of the pros' advantage of just showing up and fishing the conditions as opposed to having a well, bunch of days of practice too.
1: Well, I mean, practice is good for locating fish. I think, but, um, as far as just getting out there, it can get in your head really bad. So yeah. And
0: you can get stuck in a rut with it. So it'll be interesting to see the guys that like really get hung up on what maybe they found on that Friday, Saturday, Sunday Mm -hmm. deal. Um, but they have one more day of practice. They're going to practice tomorrow, which is Wednesday, which will be when you are actually hearing this podcast. Uh, and then they'll have a day off and then the show starts. Uh is an interesting deal. Um, I'm always a guy that when we go to these out of town tournaments, I like to run around quite a bit, especially if it's a new lake to me. So <laughs> the first time, I mean, me and dad went from and we, we've we always put in up in the tugaloo. Um, so we ran from the tugaloo all the way down to the dam. We ran all the way up in the Seneca, all the way up to, to Clemson. Almost yeah, ran over. I there, there. Yeah, we I remember that. Over, we ran over <laughs> there rowing stuff. They're like where they row through the buoys. I about ran uh, over them. I, I was a
1: slalom course.
0: Well. No, like, like where they actually do the, the rowing team. Oh. And I was like, I have no clue what's going on. I didn't know what we were coming up on. And then I look over and there sits Death Valley, the stadium for the and <laughs> Tigers. I'm like, okay, makes sense now. And then we look over and, of course, we see the... the I
1: wonder why they call it Death Valley. Well, I know, right?
0: <laughs> but anyway, so we like to run around. So there's going to be a lot at play here on this tournament for these guys in the classic you're going to have the lower end which is loaded up with spotted bass Mm -hmm. i don't know as much about the seneca side of things Uh, i know that did you either one of you ever venture into the seneca or y'all stay in the tugaloo we stayed in tugaloo stayed in the tugaloo um and the tugaloo i'm much more familiar with i know that they've talked a little bit but there's not going to be as much dog fennel uh, in the water this time as mm-hmm. much of that grass and stuff, which we played around with last time we were there. Cause the fish were actually starting to spawn uh, while we were there. And I know guys caught tons and tons of fish. So it's going to play out with guys being down the lake, kind of focusing on spotted bass and guys up in the rivers and the weather right now guys is looking, I mean, it's looking prime for some major, major catches to come in. They've got what I'm looking at here. On Wednesday, when they head out for their last practice, they got a high of 76. Then Thursday is going to be 79. Friday's a little cooler, but like your lows are 46, 48, 54, and highs in 67, 72, 79. And it's going to be partly cloudy, mostly cal- cloudy most of those days. So, Snyder, seeing those types of conditions, as you started to make your picks here for the Bassmaster Classic, what were you, what type of guys were you picking? Were you thinking well, deep, or were you thinking shallow, guys?
2: I'm thinking shallow, guys.
0: Okay.
2: With this warm weather, they're going to start moving up. All right. And I think that's pretty much everywhere.
0: Now, we'll get into the picks specifically here in just a second. But when you went through and made your picks, did you did you lean? Did you go straight all shallow, guys, or did you still mix in a few of your deeper, maybe spotted bass guys there into into those picks?
2: Still mixed in a few of the spotted um, bass guys, but I also looked into history, too, of how well they've done on that. But really, the shallow bite is what took my main focus.
0: All right. Bluegill is – what? Finish up, Snyder. What would you say, bud? I,
2: said, I think it's just going to be a shallow bite with this yeah. one.
0: So. That warming trend should have those fish moving up. I agree with you. So, Bluegill, now that you're sitting over here picking yours again <laughs> – what what are you leaning towards? Are you, like, thinking spotted bass guys? Or are you? Thinking... I'm thinking
1: the spotted bass guys are going to be the one that okay. are – I really do because, I mean, it's just – You think it's going to be those, those licks lay out. So you feel like that's yeah. going to be the
0: consistent deal? Somebody yeah. might get on some largemouth, but you think yeah. they're going to have I think, a harder time? I think
1: there will be big largemouth brought in, and I think somebody that are catching those spots will need that kicker. Yeah. And I think they'll probably try to get their limits and go find that kicker okay. later on the day. Okay. But um, I, I still feel like – the majority of your weight's going to be brought in by not spotted, spotted bass. bass. So that's going
0: to be the majority of your bags. Yeah. All right. Well guys, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into our buckets. So we'll take a look at uh, the buckets set up first. Then we'll take a look at the drain, in the lake, which is kind of odd for me on this one since we're missing, we don't have everybody there with us, but I'll go ahead and kick us off this time. So looking at bucket a uh bucket a you had a few guys that were locals you've got uh guys like brandon cobb in here that are from from close by that people think are going to do really well i went with somebody that's just from a state up i think is going to do okay he spent some time on some some spotted bass fisheries and stuff and he's kind of i'm trying to get in a sneaky play here with him uh but for my bucket a i'm going to go with matt airy uh, I really just like, I've been watching the videos where he's fishing with Scott Martin and stuff. And he, I like his mindset. I like just his mentality and his approach to things. And I really think that he might be somebody, cause I've got to work hard to get back in this thing. I, I put myself so far behind the eight ball in that first tournament that I really ruined myself. But I think Matt is somebody that could do kind of do either, either thing here. He could go fish for spotted bass. He could go fish shallow as well. Uh, and, you know, being from North Carolina and stuff, he's going to have some experience on Hartwell. He's one of those FLW boys, so they have fished spotted lakes, uh, spotted bass lakes quite a bit. So, I went with Matt Airy for my, my Bucket A pick. Kelsey, who would you go with in Bucket A?
1: I went with Brandon Cobb. I mean, all right. like I said, I'm a little behind the eight ball on it, so I'm going with percentage on my, on my Group A on pick. On the Group a, go, <laughs> yeah,
0: go with the – the predominant pick, which Brandon Cobb has had had great success in that area. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cobb is, is not afraid of the pressure that might come with uh, the Bassmaster Classic. And he's not far away from the lake. And he's not far away from the lake. And, and I do think, we've talked about this before, when you have like a big warming trend, if you know those areas where they go to first mm-hmm. or those areas that seem to just be
1: – Home field advantage is going to play a lot. I think that this, home field advantage is going to play
0: – Maybe not quite as much if it was a really tough tournament Mm -hmm. and you had some just honey holes because those fish moving up on the bank, they're going to be much more easily accessible. But I think that that's going to play in there a lot. Snyder, who'd you take for bucket A, bud?
2: Honestly, this was one of my hardest picks because I picked Jason Christie. Then I went back and changed it to Brandon Cobb. Then I went back and changed it back to Jason Christie. And that's just mainly because I picked Cobb the first time in, I think 2019 was that the last time they were down there and he won it. I think so. I think so. And Jason Christie was leading it almost every day until that last day. And see, Jason Christie is a guy that he mm-hmm. he will be up in the
0: Tugaloo or up in the Seneca. Yeah. And he, I don't think he'll prove me wrong on that, but he will be up shallow. And if they have some stained water, he'll be throwing a spinner bait. He'll be flipping something. He'll be throwing a, a crankbait. He's definitely one of those shallow guys. So, yeah, I definitely like like that pick with Jason Christie. That's, that's somebody. And at, at 16%, he's still not the Brandon Cobb. You know, I see a lot of people going leaning on uh, Brandon Polinick down there. One that shocks me was Hank Cherry there at 7.8%. I really thought that Hank Cherry being our back-to-back classic champ would be pulling a little bit more um, – A little bit more weight there in bucket A. But let's go ahead and roll on over here to bucket B. And, Snyder, throw out your bucket B pick for us and and tell us what you were thinking.
2: Oh, he's on a hot streak right now. So I went with uh, Stinson Blaylock. Ooh, that Uh, is a good good pick. He can mix it all up, but I think he is pretty good at shallow water. And he's just been on a hot streak lately. So I was like, I'm going to keep rolling with him.
0: And I'm pretty sure he was the one duking it out with Brandon Cobb last time they were there on Hartwell, wasn't he? Yes.
2: I think I think him and Stinson Blaylock and Christie, they were all right up there together.
0: Yeah, I think those three. So, and that'll be another really, really good shallow water guy. And like you said, he's been he he's come onto the scene. He was sort of spotty there in his earlier elite series years, but he has really stepped up his game. He's getting more and more consistent. It's starting to to really show uh, with him. Now, for me here in Bucket B, this is where I went with a guy that could be a little bit more finessey. I I went a little heavy with North Carolina guys. Mm -hmm. But in this case, um, I went with another low percentage pick, 3.9%. Hasn't exactly had a a stellar year up to this point in the the first two events, but they were Florida events. Uh, But I went with Shane LaHue. And Shane LaHue is somebody that I think he could do both things. He can be capable of going down and fishing for spotted bass. If he finds something down here, he feels comfortable well, with.
1: And if you look at where he's from, that's, that's what I look at. Because yep. I think about the fisheries that are in those areas, Catawba, North Carolina, that's not, that's not too far away from here. That's probably about three hours where he's yep. two to half, three hours. And uh, a lot of those fisheries line up the same way as yeah, these as what do. As
0: what they're going to be mm-hmm. looking at. So I think that he's going to have a really good chance at figuring something out either way that he wants mm-hmm. to go. Uh, and he is a low, low percentage pick here. So this is where I kind of went kind of mixing my bag of I know they can do both. I'm not really selling selling out on the, the shallow game or on the deep game. Kelsey, did well, you play with him? Bucky
1: I was B? heavily considering that, that same pick, but uh, I ended up, like I said, I, I stuck with the percentages on this one a little bit. May hurt me, may not. I don't know. But I went with John Cox. Okay. He's he's had a pretty good year so far. So,
0: and he's sitting there at 25%. Mm-hmm. But the thing about John Cox, one thing that has changed with him over time, and he's had some good, good fishes, uh, finishes on these lakes, uh, his cranking game. Yep. He stepped up his cranking game. He throws a crankbait some more there. He's not just a straight flipper or a chatterbait guy, which a chatterbait could still play mm-hmm. if some of these guys get further up in the river and find them some dirty water. But I, I, I like that play with, with John Cox. And it seems like Bucket B, there was – I don't know. There was some guys in there that just really kind of scared me. Uh, Swindle, you know, is going to be consistent. I would love to see Swindle win a oh, yeah, hands down.
1: Yeah, that would be, he's be very entertaining. Oh,
0: it would be <laughs> – the, the excitement on his face and the party afterwards would have been just hilarious. But him, he, he's always consistent. I just don't know if he's going to be that guy scaring scaring the top spot. Uh, Chris Zaldane, we've always talked about him. You know his mentality going into the Classic is what, Snyder? What's he going down there to do?
2: They're big baits.
0: <laughs> oh, big baits. He's going to win or go home. Like, that is his whole exactly. purpose, and that is his focus. Uh, so, he scares me a little bit. So, I felt like uh, John Cox is, is probably a guy that's going to either be consistent or be battling for the win. So, that's, I, I really like that pick. All right, guys, so let's keep this thing rolling. Jump on over here to Bucket C, um, Kelsey. You get to lead us off on this one. What'd you pick? What would Drew Benton? Okay, all you know, right. I
1: mean, Georgia boy, not far, mm-hmm. close by. I just, like I said, I look at the areas these people are from, and I yeah. think about what what they're used to.
0: We know there's some spotted and, bass and that he could get around to, or oh, yeah. get to fish too easily if he headed up towards Lanier. He's got, he's already got a top fifty uh, or a top ten in this year. So he has a good finish, he has some some good momentum going, not a super high pick, so no he could no be, he he he's, he's right, kind of middle of the road, yeah, so he's one of those good picks that you could you're not gonna get yourself demolished if he's not doing yeah. great, but the classic's hard when it comes to points because like there's not a huge spread
1: well, it's kind of like what you were saying about swindle, I was thinking, you know he's he's one of those people that always wants to contend in the big events. Yeah. He wants to make a good showing in those events. And he, I feel like he's going to strive really hard. Yeah. I mean, if you, I don't here. know if you've seen here lately, but I think he's, he's changed up his, his facial hair <laughs> to try and make, make the difference. So I think, I think, he's you know, out, he might, he might be stuff. something. He's pulling he out. Might, all he, might, he might be somebody to watch, but I, I was just kind you. of thinking about that when you was talking about him.
0: I got you. So, and the other two that are pretty heavy in here is John Cruz and buddy gross. Now I'll, throw out my uh bucket c pick here um i'm going with one that's risky and this one here he he sometimes falls on the the side of a chris zaldane Mm -hmm. but i am going with steve kennedy okay and the reason i'm doing that is he is a a guy that will i know he's going down there to win but I, i feel like he has some more experience with that that mentality and that Mm -hmm. attitude he's going to be a veteran i know he hadn't had a great start to the year he's another low pick at 5.9 percent, but i feel like steve kennedy is going to get on something sneaky steve kennedy may have a really big bag one day i'm hoping it's day one and then he can ride that the next couple days um i know he likes to throw swim baits so he might find one of those mega schools of three four four and a half pound spotted bass down the lake or you never know, you might find this guy up in the mud somewhere fishing brush and stuff, and he he's pulling out big largemouth. Um, Snyder, this was this was an interesting bucket. What did uh, what did you go with, bud?
2: Well, this was another bucket that I struggled with. I, I kept picking Scott Martin, but then eventually I changed it to Steve Kennedy as well. Oh. I kind of had the same mindset that you did. Um, he's he's one, he reminds me of Chris Zaldane. He either goes big or you know, he's, he's trying to win it all, and he's going to throw and try to catch the big fish. For sure, lot, for sure. A lot of times that hurts him. He won't get his limit, but he does. He tries to go for big fish. And I also pick him because I think, um, like you said, he likes to throw big swim baits, but he also likes to throw some um, uh, flipping jigs. And I feel yes. like that might come into effect as well, being shallow a little bit more.
0: Yeah, so he's definitely another guy that is like a chance at a home run, he could do both things. So I do like Steve Kennedy. I was with you though. I did. I had, I literally had Scott Martin before I headed over here to do this podcast and I looked at it one more time and I went, "Ah, Scott's got 26%. -hmm. I feel very certain just watching Scott's videos from the times he's been on Hartwell, he's going to be chasing spotted bass around. And I kind of don't want somebody that's going to be fully committed maybe to spotted bass. I like the idea of somebody that's going to do both. And like we said, you've only got like 50-some players in this game. You're not going to have as big of a point spread. So taking Steve Kennedy, even if he's in the 30s or 40s, you're not going to lose as many points as if we're in a fishing elite series and he drops back to the 90s or he's in the upper 80s. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of my thought in my my process, and that actually came into play later on when I do my drain the lake. Uh, So let's keep this thing rolling, guys, and jump into bucket D and – I'll lead us off with this one. I'm sorry. I had to keep it close to home and and root for my hometown boy here. And if you go back, Snyder, do you remember the lake where he was kicking some tail just a few few years back up the river on a crankbait? Do you remember the lake? Oh, oh. You got it, Snyder? Mm, Thought it was Lake Hartwell. No, very similar place, though, just down the road, Lake Lanier. Oh. So they were on Lake Lanier, and he was up the up the river throwing that, that crankbait, throwing a red crankbait. He was smashing them. He struggled <laughs> the last day there, but he was doing really good. And I really feel like this is his – a very good shot for David Mullins with, the, with the, the streak he's on right now. He's made two top tens, mm-hmm. and that's in Florida. So mm-hmm. not even in his wheelhouse, he's getting better down there. He's made two top tens. He's off to a great start. You know his confidence level is through the roof. He has experience on Hartwell Hartwell because, just like us, it's not that far of a drive. No. We can be at Hartwell in two and a half, three hours easy. You know he's got experience down there. He's had good times on Lanier. The way it's setting up with the warming trend, those fish are going to move shallow. He's going to be up in the Tugaloo or the Seneca somewhere, and he is going to smash some largemouth. And I am going to put my money on David Mullins being – a winner of the Bassmaster Classic ooh, in this ooh. one. I think, the, I think the momentum says that David Mullins is going to win the Classic. Momentum's key. Momentum is key. And if you've got confidence, that is a huge piece. So, I went with David Mullins. Even though he's a huge percentage pick here, I went with David Mullins. Uh, Snyder, throw out your uh, bucket D pick for us, brother.
2: I thought David Mullins because I thought it was like Hartwell, but now I'm thinking back, you were right. It was Lanier that he was throwing that red crankbait. All over the place. I'm wearing them out. But I went with um, just north of this, North Carolina, Brian New. Yes. I feel like he's – he last year he came into it on a hot note, and he did pretty well down in Florida recently, and he's still staying a little hot. So, I'm going with him in his momentum. He ain't as hot as David Mullins, but I just wanted to pick someone different that most people probably wouldn't be picking.
0: Well, and the thing about Brian New is – and he's actually moved down closer to Lake Murray now is where he resides. Uh, I was listening to a podcast with him and, and thrift and Matt airy and they were talking with him and stuff. So he's, he's gotten even more time fishing these blueback herring lakes, uh, which that's going to be the, the key here for Hartwell is who taps into that blueback herring bite, who goes up the rivers and focuses more on the large mouth, which are around thread fin so he's got some really, really good experience. And when you when you're buddies with guys like like Thrift, I mean, you know that you've got, and I know they're not sitting there talking, they can't share information and stuff, but you know you've got somebody great in your corner that has been able to give you some really good advice in the past and and that he knows that lake well. So that's gonna be he's he's another guy that could scare it. This bucket D has a couple those couple guys in there that that really could mm-hmm. be classic contenders very easily in this case. So Kelsey, let's slide it on over to you for bucket D. I,
1: I went with the homeboy as well. So I went with David Mullins. Um just
0: like I said, I want, want I want my team to win. I you know, my <laughs> team win. I'm, I'm pulling for my home team, guys. Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I like that pick. And Brian New is also another good pick. Like I said, Brian New is another guy. Listen to him on that pad, podcast. Oh my goodness, he's so like just kind of chill and laid back. Like they were giving him a hard time because like last year he only owned one Jersey the whole year. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was like, my wife did wash it after each day, but they were giving him such a hard time. Cause he won't spend money. Like he just, he just takes it easy. and was just doing his own thing. Um, so I think those two will be really, really good picks. And they were of course the, the highest in there other than Brandon card um, at 19%. So let's get into our final bucket and then we'll jump over to drain the lake. Snyder lead us off. With your pick for Bucket E,
2: I picked uh, Mark Frazier because uh, his last tournament that he fished at Lake Hartwell, he came seventh, and I think that's the highest that he has placed in uh, the Bassman uh, Bassmasters. And so I think it was in the Open, but he did really well down there and was a contingency to win it at times. He he bounced yeah. fourth, but I think he finished seventh overall. So. Feel like he knows that lake pretty well, and he's just from Georgia, so not too far. And I said, yeah. "Well, he's I'm going." And, and with him. him and his
0: brother Micah, you know, I mean, they they've got mm-hmm. experience there on Lanier, so they know spotted bass. They're not, exactly. it, it's nothing new to them. So yeah, I think that's a good pick. And and I'll be honest with you, I, I went with you too. I went went with the same pick there, uh, Mark Frazier. Bucket E to me is so scary just because you've got your nation guys in there the opens guys mm-hmm. that might have made it in like there's some guys in there that they're they, they are excellent fishermen they, they have made it here they have earned their place oh yeah but you just don't know much about them and and sometimes it's kind of hard to to throw out your fantasy pick on, on somebody that you don't know much about some locals might know them will know them a lot better and might throw some picks on them uh, but I went with Mark Frazier as well with which just some of that linear experience that they have Kelsey who'd you I, wrap up with I went with KJ Queen. KJ Queen, he is another one that will be a, a contender in this that has some experience. He's another one in bucket E that's not he's not your your Federation guys or your nation yeah. guys. He's he's been around, he's on on the series, he knows what it's all about. So that will play huge. All right, guys. So those are our bucket picks. We'll see how that plays out. Again, we only get five in those. But now let's jump on over to our Drain the Lake. Uh, This one, again, is a tough one because as we pick our Drain the Lake guys, they go away. So, Mm -hmm. And as they go away, you've got to kind of pre-plan what you're thinking. So, Snyder, you have the most experience with us with this Drain the Lake. Uh, So, I'm going to let you lead us off again. You tell us what your top four guys are. We'll all go around to our top four, and then we will talk about our last four really quick, and we'll wrap this podcast up.
2: So a lot of times I pick these guys that I like Brandon Cobb that I wanted to pick the first time. So I picked him. Um, I picked Brandon Cobb, Stenson Blaylock, uh, Drew Cook and Mark Frazier. Those were my top four that I picked. All
0: right. So you did kind of double down on some guys.
2: Yes, I kind of doubled down on some guys on this one. I kind of went with some higher percentages on this one more than I normally do. The last one I kind of went with some more rookies. This time I'm going with more veterans just because of the plastic, more pressure. I, feel like.
0: I got you. I got you. And, and I've got some similar ones there in my top four. My top four, I, I, I did double up on Shane LaHue. I doubled up on Mark Frazier. I didn't take Jason Christie in my, my bucket pick, so I took him here because, again, I really – I like the way this tournament sets up for him more so than, than I kind of feel like others down the schedule. Uh, and then I took, I doubled up on Matt area as well, because I do feel like this is going to be another one that could be in his wheelhouse uh, and play out. So I doubled up there a little bit. Again, mixing some guys that could go out and catch some spotted bass, some guys that are going to dominate up shallow. Kelsey. I'm still in
1: the process. In
0: the-
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so I wouldn't want to really give out what i'm thinking here's what i have come
0: up with snyder this is what i'm thinking all right so kelsey's kicking our butt in most things that are going on right now whether it be (laughs) on the lake actually he just waits to listen to what we're doing and then he goes okay well i know that these guys have been just screwing up all year long so i'm gonna do the opposite of what they do and then i'll be winning in life and in fantasy fishing and that's how it's gonna play out so we're gonna see what he picks later on You know, we'll we'll see how it plays out for him. If he keeps on winning this, we're not going to let him join the podcast anymore until he actually has his work done. (laughs) It's going to be like kids at recess. Be like, no,
1: do your homework. You cannot come
0: outside until you have turned in this assignment, Kelsey. Mm. You pick your eight for the drain the lake, or you don't get to play. You're Mm going to be that kid sitting inside. Yeah, you're going to be like the ones I have that are just. I, I finally give them a the punishment and they start to get mad and scream at me because I've done something wrong, apparently.
1: Well, the older I get, the more I realize that heating and air is actually pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't
0: want to get kicked out oh, my goodness. All right. So, Snyder, since Bluegill don't want to play with us right now, <laughs> you finish this up. Tell me your last four, then, that you have. Did I lose you? Where'd you go? Oh, no snyder has frozen guys we'll get him back here in a second hopefully he'll come back to us i don't know where he went we can't find him all right but i'll talk about my final four here until maybe we get snyder back on this thing and figure out where he went um uh uh-oh uh-oh i see what it is i see what it is we'll bring you back snyder in just a second man i'll bring you back in just a second oh gotta, gotta love that internet but anyways guys so for my last four what I've got going on is I've got Justin Hamner, I've got KJ Queen, I've got Brian New, which is a, a pick that you heard from Snyder just a little while ago, and then I took I took a guy that uh, actually did well in the Opens. I know that one of these these Japanese guys are going to do really well in this event with it playing spotted bass, so I hooked up with Dice K, Ioki. And he actually did has done some some really good things. And we're going to have to see kind of which, which per se. Well, I don't know. I, I need to look at which other guys are in there. Um, which other Japanese guys are fishing with us. But Dice K has been doing really good. I think he'll do good with the spotted bass and stuff. And with my final four there, the goal is, to kind of mix in some names that i always try to pick a couple that i don't know where else that they'll do really well yeah and i do feel like that this is going to be one of those places that they could do well i
1: understand that and uh i mean really looking at it now just trying to figure out what exactly my game plan needs to be on this i know i'm kind of the the newcomer or the retired one that hasn't been in this been in this game for a while so it's like making these picks is just made it more difficult for me. I would say as well, far as like,
0: and like we talked about, the thing is you don't, it's a different game plan. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just simply pick somebody. You got to think about what they're going to be doing on down the road. Snyder, you back with us, buddy.
2: You all see me. I can see you all now.
0: All right. Got I got you now. We had a little, little hiccup with the okay. internet, a little hiccup with the internet. Did you get to hear my so last just, four?
2: Okay. So my last, I heard your last four. I just couldn't see you, but now I'm good. All right, so go ahead and share with us your last four, buddy. My last four is Scott Martin, KJ Queen, Justin Hamner, Hamner, and Brandon Card. So, kind of like I said earlier, I kind of went with the higher percentage guys. Yeah, and A lot of the professionals picked Justin Hamner. Yeah, I, he was a favorite me- down in that last uh, bucket.
0: Yeah, and, and I was talking about, like, him, and I was talking about Daisuke uh, Aoki. Like, these guys, you know, the, those Japanese anglers are, are super good at finesse, you know, and if there's a lot of pressure or if those spotted mm-hmm. bass get a little finicky, they might be able to pull some tricks out and, and get those spotted bass to bite and get a really big spotted bass bag. Hamner is Hamner's going to be a really good guy down there. But, guys, as we wrap this up, uh, again, get your picks in. This is a little bit different tournament situation things don't start till Friday so you got a little extra time to get your picks in Kelsey but still don't procrastinate too much I'm trying not to (laughs) and so it's going to be a Friday Saturday Sunday deal warming trend should be a lot of shallow fish pulling up Snyder what'd you say for your our last thing is always what'd you say for your winning
2: weight buddy oh the winning weight I did Winning Uh, winning weight I think I did I did
0: 58 pounds. Okay. All right. So very close to a 20 pound average going mm-hmm. big. I like that with the warming trend. There definitely, definitely could be a, a good consistent bag of, of 18 to 20 come rolling in with this warming trend. I like that. Mm-hmm. Kelsey, what do you think? It's a three day tournament. You threw out something yeah. crazy low on us the very first time we I, did this. Together. I went,
1: I went on the higher end. I went with a sixty two pound six ounce bag.
0: All right. So you think somebody's gonna? I think bust somebody's some gonna. Twenties, maybe a twenty two in there. I think
1: there's the potential for it. So yeah. All right. Especially with them feeding up, everything getting ready for spawning, if they're not already there. So we'll call. We'll
0: say 20. that Snyder is our line, and you're going with the over, over fifty eight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the under. I went fifty four. Okay. I'm going to say that it's going to be, even though they're moving, I think that's going to be the hard part for guys. Mm-hmm. I think fish are going to be in such a transition that as they're moving, it might be a little bit harder to, to stay on them. You might have one big bag and then struggle a little bit the next day, just because they're going to be transitioning a lot. Um, but guys, this is going to be a really fun classic to watch. I don't think this is going to be like some of the, the classics where it's been super, super cold, where on live, you don't get to see a ton of bites. I think yeah. this is going to be one of those live, uh bass master classics that you are watching guys catch fish all day long it's just going to be a, a slug fest um and it's going to be be fun to watch those guys so snyder appreciate you jumping in here with us to do the podcast man kelsey we'll get you straightened out at some point that you I'll actually start getting all it your guys point. before we start talking guys we will see you on the next one after the classic y'all have a good one we'll talk to y'all later